Hello everyone and welcome to the Brunning Bugle, the number one place to get your Cali Night fix in the podcast world. I'm Lee Rooney. And I'm Dan McClemmon. 15 goals scored and just one conceded. Pretty easy this pre-season lark, isn't it? United get their summer schedule underway with local friendlies. We look back on those games, a new arrival and discuss how United's squad rebuild is come along in this latest episode. Being a little bit facetious there with the uh, pre-season lark being easy, I don't think it's fair to say. When, when you look I don't at think the players would agree with it. <laughs> no, certainly not, but it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's a opening couple of fixtures is always quite a few goals flying about usually isn't there so there you go and yeah. you'll be talking about those and we'll have a little report from Mike Mike unfortunately not able to join us on this week's episode but he's given us a report he was at Kendall last night um, so he'll be able to tell us how that got along uh, you were at Penrith the other night as well yes. um, yeah yeah. it's, just, it's interesting this pre-season because I think both, all three of us are missing quite a few of them, aren't we I mean I'm hoping to make it to the Morecambe game in a couple of weeks I mean I've got yeah me too I think I think I should make that one. Yeah, I mean, normally I would get to the Workington game, but I've, I've got something on this Saturday, so not much I can do about yeah. that. Is there? <laughs> and no. those who well, don't you, realize, you, you, you could, but there'd be a very angry woman in white waiting somewhere. <laughs> indeed, indeed. For those who don't realize, I'm getting married on Saturday, so this is the last episode we're doing before that. Um, there'll be a two-week break then, and then we'll be back for one just before the uh, the Morkin game. I think we're looking at maybe doing one round about them possibly, and yeah. then we'll have our pre-season. Uh, preview episode uh, we've got something very special lined up for that hopefully we're just trying to get uh, a few ducks lined aren't we so um, we can get something on that for that and, and then obviously the week after that we'll start with the first proper episode of the season ahead of the Crawley game so uh, yeah really, really, really exciting times isn't it I think it's fair to say um, yeah. well let, before we get on obviously just to remind everyone the uh, sponsor of the show this season is the Cali Knight Sports Club at London Branch um, opens all Cali Knight fans they've got members from Cornwall to Dundee and Houston Singapore and of course every part of London and the South East uh, they regularly meet up on away trips as well as arranging many social events, sports games and uh, fundraising for the club. You will be providing, or they will, sorry, providing us with information for the away games as part of the preview section of Season 2. If you want to find out more about London Branch, go to the website, carlislondonbranch.org. Right, um, well, unfortunately, it's, it's happened a few times this summer, isn't it, Dan? But we've got a bit of a sad news to start on the show today. It's uh, the passing of a former Blues manager, no, actually a former Workington player, actually, who played Workington this weekend in a friendly. Uh, Clive Middlemass, sadly, has, has passed away, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, you say a former Workington. He, he played most of the, well, all, all his professional games were for yeah. Workington. And he, he was actually, he retired playing... Uh, He'd gone to see his parents in Sheffield while mm. he was at Workington because Ipswich Town were looking at him, which was obviously, you know, Ipswich, a much bigger yeah. club, no disrespect, than Workington in the 70s. And uh, he was his car was hit by a lorry uh, mm. on the way home. And he, he had a year out. And uh, he, he did go back at Workington. But, you know, when he realised he, he just couldn't do it anymore. And he, he sadly had to retire from playing. So, mm. yeah. But no, he was a uh, Carlisle manager from 87 to 91. He uh, he came in after uh, Harry Gregg. Yeah. 
uh, which this was he was the first sort of proper manager I associated with. Because... The thing I don't think our younger fans will realise. Sorry, Dad, but that, what a mess the club was in back then when he took oh. over, wasn't it? Well, I, my first season was eighty five, eighty six, and we got relegated from what is now the Championship. The following season, eighty six, eighty seven, we got relegated from what's now League One. And then eighty seven, eighty eight, we finished twenty third out of twenty four in the league we're in now. So what shocking first three years for me. Well, we only saved know. by Newport being an absolute mess that season. Yeah, yeah, there was, there was there was all that sort of stuff going on, you know, and it's just, you know, yeah, we've had some some bad times since, but that was genuinely rock bottom stuff, you know. And I think it's football back then as well, wasn't? always the best place to be get, to be at was it really because you know there's very low crowds it was it could be quite a miserable you know the, the state of grounds as well especially was yeah, was yeah. Appalling, wasn't it so it's not yeah. great but he came in and he and he really turned it around didn't he yeah he did i mean um we, we had a cracking season uh where we just just missed out uh we actually went top uh we beat exeter at home on a tuesday night in february and the crowd was given us, I think it was 8,400 mm. approximately. It looked absolutely... <laughs> the, the videos on YouTube, the Warwick Road end and the scratching pen, it had rained a lot in the yeah. run-up to it, which is why they were busier. But they were absolutely rammed. We won 1-0 with a Tony Shepherd goal. And we went top of the league, actually. And uh, we just we faded away at the end and... We got beat by Maidstone in the uh, classic game, 5-2 on the last day of the season to miss yeah. the playoffs. And that, that sort of, yeah, we sort of petered out again after that. But, you know, we we had to, we did have some good times on the middle mass. You know, we played Liverpool at home in the, the famous cup game in mm. January 89, you know, which Liverpool at home was, you know, the stuff of dreams back then. You know, they yeah. were the best team in the country. That was the best team in the world, weren't they? You could argue yeah, that, 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 that was the equivalent of Man United away back then, yeah. you know. And, you know, we did have some good players under him, you know, the likes of, you know, Nigel Saddington, uh, Paul Fitzpatrick, Paul Proudlock. Keith Walwin. Keith Walwin, yeah. you know, I mean, these were good players. And, uh, Even you know, John Halpin towards the end of his career still doing bits as well. Is that Alexa speaking? Alexa, stop. <laughs> oh, leaving that in. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Oh, bizarre. That was it. I could, I could hear it talking as well. We're leaving that yeah. one in for the, the listeners yeah. there. But yeah, as I said, John Halpin, you know, even towards the end of his career, he was still a big player then as well. And Yeah, yeah. And I, I think a lot of people talked about the fact that, a couple of things. One, that losing Dave McCullough. Was a was a massive blow by all yeah, accounts. Yeah, but yeah. that's where things really started to go wrong when they brought in Kevin Rose, who's you know famously known as the Flying Don't Pig. Say, no, you've said his name. I, know, said his I do apologise. I do apologise. But um, but the other thing was that he had a brilliant twelve months, but unfortunately those twelve months were over two seasons, weren't they? Instead of yeah. one, and that's yeah, really yeah. where the problem was. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's difficult. But I mean. Still a really well-loved and well-respected person, wasn't he, in football? And he's someone who still clearly cared about the club a lot. I mean, Andrew Jenkins had been saying he used to speak to him regularly on the phone. He was not bitter yeah, about was, the fact that he, he sacked. Did, he didn't really do much more management after us. Uh, he went, he Burnley, went think, yeah. he, he was Burnley, Burnley assistant yeah. to Jimmy Mullen in the 90s. And then he, he moved to Chief Scout when Waddle was in like there. Hmm. And then he joined Preston and he, he was scout at Preston for a long time. 
for David Moyes, then, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and then I think I think he ended up working for Everton under Moyes as well. Yeah. From memory. Yeah. But uh, no, he was he was often up at Carlisle watching, you know, for Preston and Everton, and you know, I think he's he's one of those ex managers that's sort of fondly remembered. Certainly, people of my sort of generation, you know, it's it, after the the dross of the mid eighties, he was the first sort of good manager. It's weird, isn't it? Because a lot of managers who have those spells where they don't really actually win or achieve anything. Aren't always that fondly remembered, but he definitely is someone who yeah, people yeah. look back on and say, you know what, best when you look at the circumstance he was in, he did a really good job to put a good squad together, and it, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It just peters out sometimes, doesn't it? If you lose a, if you lose one key player, the whole thing could come crashing down, and that happens at our level. So, yeah, re- really sad news about Clive. Um, there's going to be a little bit of a tribute, I think, at the Workington Friendly this weekend, and. Hope for, I hope that United do something for the opening home fixtures. Well, I, know, I know they could do something at the Bolton game pre-season. But for me, you've got to do it when it's going to be a bigger crowd there, really. You've got to have something there, haven't you, really, to, yeah, to remember him definitely. and you know Craig Farrell and Frank Clark as well, obviously. It'll be the first game since uh, all three of them passed away, sadly. So, uh, so yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've fought some, everything uh, with uh, Clive's family at this time. Okay, let's move on to a bit of news then, Dan. Um, transfers. One in, one out since the last episode, isn't there? So yeah. uh, we'll just start with one normal day of Barclays, as uh, as the meme goes. Um, yeah, so Paul Simpson's squad rebuild continues. and Another new face has arrived at Brunton Park this week. Defender Ben Barkley has joined the Blues on a season-long loan from Stockport County with a view to a permanent move. He started his, he's from Manchester. He started his career in Manchester City's youth setup. I don't think he ever got to under-18 level. He moved to Brighton Hove Albion. Was there for quite a while, never really established himself. He had a loan spell at Notts County. Then he went to Akron and did really well there, but then turned down a new deal with them to sign with big money Stockport, basically. Didn't really work out for him there, I think it's fair to say, so far at least, anyway. Yeah. Uh, he had a loan spell at Yeovil last season, where by all accounts he did very well. And now he's ended up with the Blues for the next uh, 12 months, obviously. And there's, there's a view that potentially that could be turned into something permanent. I suspect if he, if he does really well in the first half of the season, he'll probably be made permanent in January rather than wait until the end of the season. Um, initial thoughts on this one, because there's been a bit of sort of a few people saying, oh, you know, sign another player on loan from a, another League Two club. But it's not as simple as looking at it like that, is it? There's a bit more context you need to take into it. Yeah, uh, I mean... When people initially saw Lawn and Stockport, they were like, mm-hmm. "But like you say, he's he's on he's on he's obviously on good money at Stockport, yeah. and this by getting him for the season, it's almost tried before you buy, yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm I don't know any figures. I'm just putting it out here. Say he's on two grand a week at Stockport. Yeah. We've maybe said, well, we'll give you twelve hundred of that." Yeah. You know, and if there's a deal at the end of the season, there's a deal, you know. Yeah, and stop on my so, say, right, well, we'll, we'll yeah. pay 500 quid of his wage for the next season and you can sign him permanently. That's what happened with Michael yeah. Bridges, yeah. wasn't it? The, the, yeah. Bristol continued to pay some of his wage when yeah. he signed for us. It just gets him off the books then. And it, it's something that goes on a hell of a lot more than folk realise as well. <laughs> not not some, not so much at our level, but certainly up the leagues, you yeah. know. It's definitely happened with us before with quite a few sides. I mean, like... yeah. Lubomir Michelik's one of the big ones. He was on like a five-figure a week wage, at least, from what I can gather. We were not paying a five-figure a week wage to him, definitely. No. They were paying most of it. So so there you go. I mean, yeah, I, I'm 
I think it's quite a smart move if you've someone we've been watching before. He did well at Accrington at League One level, you know. He's he's just been a lucky stock. I mean, what people need to realise is Stockport. You know, all this talk of clubs that have come up before, like you know, you saw Fitz have signed players, and you know, you thought oh, they're going to storm it. Stockport are going to be up there. I, I I think when it comes to our preseason predictions, I think you'll no one will be surprised <laughs> to know who all of us are probably going to put for top spot. I mean, no guarantee. We might we might all have slightly different opinions, but they're going to be top three, aren't they? Really. They, they it would be a major signs. surprise if they're not in and around because when you look at the squad, it's it's getting silly. I mean, they signed yeah. uh, Callum Camp, didn't they? Callum Camp's the signed in. One of the reasons why Barkley's been allowed to go, they signed Fraser Horsfall, who we, we may all from Northampton, we may all remember for that stupid handball against us uh, in the yeah. game back in uh, March, I think it was. Um, yeah. So, yeah, basically they're having a real good go at it and they've already got plenty of quality there. I mean, their midfield next season, Camps and Sarsovic, I think mostly two clubs would bite their hands off, you know, to, to take that. And, and if it, the difference between them and, and like a Salford is they're going to have crowds of seven or 8,000 most weeks. Yeah. Really yeah. getting down them. Salford never had a big if, crowd. If if to start the season well, they'll be into five figures. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, Does it even, I, I don't even know if it holds that. To be honest, I think it's about ten or twelve thousand, maybe. It's yeah. smaller than Brunton Park, but it's, it's a fairly big ground. It's yeah. a big stand behind the goal. So yeah, ten thousand so, eight hundred. Well, there you go. There yeah. you go. So yeah, they will, they'll, they'll be getting close to filling it. They were doing it quite yeah. a lot last season in the National League, and Salford never ever got anywhere near that, even when they were flying in the National League. So it's the, that does make a difference having that crowd behind you. So so yeah, no, interesting signing certainly. Um, someone with a fairly decent pedigree. He's gone through the under twenty three setups in a Premier League club, but. Then come and play it. You know, he's got a good, what, 40, 50 games under his belt or something like that now at league and national league level. So, you know, I, I think it's a decent signing. I'm just double-checking yeah. here. And yeah. I, I, think, I, I think the fact that he's, he's taken squad number 26 and six is still available tells you that he's not the chief defensive target. Yeah. I'm just looking at it. He's got about 75 first-team appearances under his belt. And yeah. he's, and he's 25, so he's a bit older, but he's been in an under-23 setup for a while. So he's come out of that now in these last three years. He's got those appearances under his belt. So, yeah. So, yeah, that, 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 I think it's a decent enough signing to add a bit of depth into the squad. It's someone different. He's, yeah, yeah, happy enough with that. Right, well, that's that's covered um, Barkley's arrival. Let's talk about a departure then. No shock at all, really, was there? Tristan Abrahams has left the club. Um, he's joined... National League side Eastley on a permanent deal. Uh, it's to be expected, wasn't it, Dan? I think to be honest, when he, you know, he he came back a bit later. We knew that was going to happen because he, you know, he'd finished a lot later with Grimsby. But the fact that his squad number was gone, yeah, you know, was was a pretty was a big, big giveaway. You know, I think had, you know, Paul Simpson did say everyone has a chance, but I think he'll have been looking himself. Yeah, and it's. It's not going to be a miss, is it? Not really, no. He's one of those players and he's a striker, but he, he just cannot score goals. And his link plays... There's, he's not like an outstanding target man link player, is he? He's not a player who... No. He seems to do well coming off the bench late on in games. He seems to have done that quite well with Grimsby, really effective. I think if he'd gone back to Grimsby, he probably would have been in a similar situation to what he was with us last season. Mm. I, think, I think he's, with no disrespect to Eastley, I think he's probably at his true level. Yeah, I think it's maybe. I think he maybe if he can do well there, he can work his way back up. I think that's probably. Mm. I I say what it is. It's a smart move by him rather than just making a sideways step somewhere and just being in the same, 
you know, maybe score a couple of goals early on, then have a go, you know, twenty game stretch yeah, scoring like he did. He should, he should be starting there, shouldn't he? Yeah, be starting. Yeah, he might not find chances as easy to come by, but you know, he back himself to do well. So, no good luck to that. I mean, I've heard a few people saying he's one of our worst players ever. He's nowhere near that level. He, he's done okay, no. but he was he was not pulling up trees. That's the key thing, wasn't it? Um, speaking of not pulling up trees, uh, all the trialists have gone bar one. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. didn't last very long. We obviously we were all trying to and, work out where they were, and yeah, there they go. They're out the door. The I think. Game. I think as well. He's he's not really a trialist, is he? He yeah, is. Well, Tom and he Jamie Denham, basically. Yeah. So I mean, let, let's talk about the other three. Well, four, five, however, how many trialists there was. I mean, one of them was gone before the Penrith game. We think that was James Taylor from Crystal Palace. He did not look in the best of shape, I think it's fair to say. So not a massive no. surprise to see him go. Um, the other lads played at Penrith. We'll talk about the Penrith game in a minute, Dan, in more detail. But, I mean, were they particularly impressive? I know the goalkeeper played the second half. Um, <sighs> none of them really it's, stood out. It's hard way, to though. say because, you know, it was a first friendly to Friday night at Penrith. We obviously took control of the game in the second half. Uh, they just didn't look anything. There was certainly nothing better than what we've got from yeah. what I saw. So you know, it's, I think I think with trialists, there's a bit of false expectation, isn't there? Yeah. You know, I mean, you're not going to get a Zoko every time. Yeah, that's the, the ones every five or ten years. Those yeah. types. If you get a Zoko, you you know straight away you're like, wow, this lad's a little bit special. He could yeah. do something. Yeah. And sometimes there is a danger of getting overexcited and thinking a player is really good. Alessio Bunyo is an example of that. They all thought, well, you know, well, I actually, to be fair, I always say this. I was never hundred percent sure on him. I think both me and you agreed that Jonathan Meads, who was also on trial at the same time as a fullback, looked a better player. Yeah. But everyone got very excited about Bunyo because he was fairly good going forward. And he was Italian. Out. Yeah, and he was Italian. Yeah, so he was another one to tick off on the countries list, wasn't it for us? But um, but yeah, no, no massive surprise. I mean, it's it's left us obviously in a situation where we still only got one technically experienced goalkeeper, if you want to call it that. Um, got two young lads obviously backing him up at the moment. It sounds like Simo's going to go down that route for now. And obviously, I, I, I won't. I wouldn't have a problem with it because because no. Simon's and Breeze. I think Breeze just shared Simon's. That's the impression mm. I'm getting. But. If Hawley did get an injury, we could still loan a keeper in because yeah. Simons and Breeze have so little experience. I so. do wonder if it might be one where we send Simons out on loan, maybe with the first half of the season. I think yeah, I'd rather yeah. see that, really, rather than him being sat yeah. in the stands. There's no point doing that for another season. And give, give Breeze the uh, the games we don't talk about. Yes, yes, we do that. exactly that. The training games, let's call them that. We're not even going to talk about those fixtures. Um so there you go. That, that's that's the trialist there. That they're all gone. Um, no major shocks there. Um, fixture well, changes. Sorry, sorry. Uh, we think one of them actually disappeared before Penrith. Yeah, we said before the dad. That was the James Taylor, wasn't it? I was saying just no, there. no. There was two. There was, ah, nice. Uh, okay. Was it Josh Shotty and everyone thought it was? Yeah, Shotty. Yeah, some of that. Yeah, yeah he, he, he just seemed to disappear. He didn't even make Penrith. So. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Clearly didn't do enough. Um, right, uh, before we get on to talking about the friendlies, um, let's talk about uh, fixture changes. A couple of quick changes to the fixture list already. Uh, no massive shock about this one, though, is it, Dan? The Barrow game has once again been brought forward to a one o'clock kickoff. Now, this isn't just as a police thing for, you know, wanting to control the crowds and stuff like that. Well, I, think, I think we touched on this, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, England... If they win their group in the World Cup, will be in quarter-final action that at 7pm. Yeah. So if the game's finished by three, 
the Barovian hordes can be gone by four <laughs> and back to Barrow in time for the match. Exactly. And it'll allow the police time to uh, have an hour off before the match, <laughs> between the <laughs> two the matches, carnage, basically. Yes. Yeah. All the carnage, but yes. And I, I'll give them some credit. They've got it sorted early this time. They've got it sorted, and uh, I think... I think the lesson's been learned. <laughs> the, uh, the Carlisle liaison officer... Uh, was at the CUSG meeting yes. and he did comment that, you know, lessons are get learned every season. And a few people had already said, you know, you left Barrow a bit late last time for yeah. travel. And, you know, it's, it looks like it's been uh, on the ball this time. So yeah, credit to definitely. everyone involved. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the other fixture has been moved is uh, another game in December. This one's the one between Boxing Day and New Year. It's the game against Crew, which I think is on the 29th of so December. The 29th, Thursday 29th, yes. Um, that is now a seven o'clock kickoff instead of a seven forty-five kickoff. Frustrating though, Dan, isn't it? That you still can't do it you by train. Can't can you? do the train still, no. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, the last tra- direct train is, I think it's twenty forty-four. So you'd have to leave at half past and miss the last fifteen minutes. So. Yeah, it's annoying as well because the thing is, if it was at like, I don't know, nine o'clock dead on. You'd be fine because oh, it's yeah, literally yeah. around the corner. You literally yeah. just basically run out of the station and get on the train. Yeah, and the good lords do it as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's so yeah. easy to do. Exactly. So there you go. So that's uh, in terms of fixture changes. Now, uh, just one more thing before we go to talk about the friendlies. Um, we've got a few people asking: Are we going to talk about the kiosk AGM and that kind of thing? Now, we're not going to. Uh, explanation for that briefly is the fact that we're now into the election period of that, and obviously, people involved with Unity Forty are potentially standing for that election. Um, we haven't really had much clarity in terms of what the election rules are, which is a little bit frustrating, but there you go. So we've basically taken the decision we're not going to talk about it. We'll talk about it afterwards, obviously. We'll we'll discuss what happens then. But at the moment, we're not going to talk about it until, until we get a bit of clarity in terms of what we actually can do. That's where we are. So if you want to go on Twitter and find out about it and kiosk and that kind of thing, knock yourselves out. But we're, we're not going to talk about it for that reason. So there you go. Right. No comment. Exactly. Um, let's move on to the friendlies then, Dan. Um, should, in fact, before before you talk about the um, Penrith friendly, because we'll sort of talk about the two of them together, Mike uh, was at the Kendall game and he's done us a little review of the game. He sent us the audio. So here's what Mike had to say about the 9-0 win over Kendall. It's hard to really say a lot about the game because uh, no disrespect to Kendall, but, you know, the, the golfing class was uh, phenomenal. But... Um, yeah, I think often in games like that, the um, youth lads and first-year pros stand out as youth lads and first-year pros. Um, but uh, Bellardo and Jack Ellis, for me, didn't look like a youth lad and a first-year pro. They just looked like any other member of the first-team squad, which was really good to see. Um, Max Killsby... We didn't get to see much of his defending, but he seemed assured in bringing the ball out of defence. And um, Devitt, for me, I think I've said before, even if we could only maybe get 25 games out of him next season, I'd give him a deal because what he brings to the team, I no, nobody else at the, currently at the club does. And I think you'd struggle to... To get that from somebody who isn't currently at the club, um, I think he's he's a great player and um, his experience um, is 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 much needed. Well, yeah, that's Mike's a uh, very brief review of the Kendall game. Um, before we talk about Devitt, we'll obviously 
discuss him a little bit in a second. Um, let's talk about um, the Penrith game first up, and then we'll take a little break and then come back for the some of the Kendall game. Uh, Dan, yeah. It's hard to judge these games, isn't it? Because Penrith are yeah. what are the they're not the, the lowest level of the pyramid, they're the second bottom the, league. Both they? teams are at the same level. They're yes, they are. Now, actually, step right. five. Yeah, different, yeah, different, with, uh, different things. Because they're Penrith Pen- going Pen- the North East uh, Northern League Division One, which is yeah. North East League, and Kendall are North West Counties Premier yeah. Division. Yeah, first time they've been at the level for a while, though, isn't it? The, the mm. First time they've dropped down. But yeah, so yeah. Penrith game. Yeah. Uh, we we played basically two teams uh, as we did last night, pretty much as well. Uh, our first half we had Holy in goal. We had a trialist on right, which was assumed to be is it Richard Narty? Was it? No, I don't. He didn't play as a trialist, did he? I thought maybe he did. Or maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure, but um, I thought he came afterwards. Maybe you're right. I don't know. You you were there. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was that Narty. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, Morgan Feeney, Max Killsby, Lewis Bell, Callum Guy. Uh, YTS player Kai Nugent got a start. Jack mm-hmm. Armour. Uh, another trialist, which was believed to be, is it Cameron Thompson from Barnsley? Did we say it was? Possibly, yeah. There was definitely there was a couple yeah. of ex Barnsley lads, wasn't there? And then uh, Ryan Edmonton and Amari Patrick. And uh, Penrith, given the credit, actually played quite well first half. The mm-hmm. uh, sort of blocked us a little bit and you know they, they had a bit of the ball and they, they were doing all right but uh, we took the lead late on in the first half and it was lovely uh, Patrick inch perfect to Edmondson took a touch and another and put it in the bottom corner and it, it was a lovely move this and yeah. if we if we see this repeated through the season we're, we're in for the treat to be yeah. honest you know, uh, that was half time. Uh, one nil up. We came out with an entirely new team for the second half. Mm-hmm. We had the trialist goalkeeper, believed to be Sinadu from Barnsley, yeah. uh, Ellis, Whelan, Mellish, Carr, Gibson, Moxon, Dickinson, Shaw Silver, Ballardo, and Dennis. Uh, Ballardo and Carr being the youth team stepping up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penrith actually equalised first in the did, second yeah. half. Which was probably a just reward because, like I said, I put a bit of effort in. But uh, a couple of minutes later, uh, Adam Murray Jordan... Jones, sorry, that scored the goal was it? Because he's been yes, about, yeah, about it was for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he is Penrith, sort of, you yeah. know. But uh, no, uh, Jordan Gibson free kick, top corner, man, what a goal! It's a weird free kick, you know. I've watched mm. it back, and it because it it goes really high. Normally, those sort of ones, they sort of. Once they get to the optimal height, they stay at that height, don't they, and go to the top corner. This really loops up and high, so like for a keeper, it's a tough one because you think it's going over, don't you? It's a strange yeah. trick. Yeah, yeah, but uh, what a bat it was. Uh, and we scored quite quickly again. Uh, Nick Ballardo with a bit of a thunderbolt, which uh, mm. rippled the net. Uh, and then we pushed on, and uh, Christian Dennis got a brace uh, 68 and 72nd minutes I think it was and you know one of them was a lovely pass oh, from uh, Owen Moxon it, brilliant it's goal, worth it's, it's worth looking on the CFC Twitter if you haven't mm. seen it it's Moxon's pass is delightful again if 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 Owen Moxon starts doing these sort of passes through the season we're in for the treat again yeah. but no uh, 5-1 uh, 
professional job, good run out. Bit of uh, well, I had a bit of lactic in the legs because they were they were trained hard in the morning. I just say it was lovely to see the crowd. Uh, it was over a thousand. Yeah, which, you know, and it makes you wonder what it would have been if it had been on the Saturday. You know, yeah, it's one of those ones that I, on a Saturday. I can't remember if I was doing it. I reckon it would have been 1,500, 2,000. I really I might, do. I might have tried to get up if it was a Saturday. Yeah, so it, yeah. It would have been easier. But... I, know, I know one or two. If it being 7 o'clock, you know, I know one or two who couldn't quite make it. And... Yeah, but it, it's good because we, we we know a couple of people involved at Penrith, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And, stuff, and it, it means a lot to clubs like that, doesn't it? It helps them for the yeah, season yeah. so much, doesn't it? So it's Yeah, the, the, the money they make off this game, it, you know, it, it pays for quite a lot of stuff for them. And mm. it's one we always look forward to. Obviously, we, we play a few youth team and reserve games at Penrith during the mm. season. So we have a good relationship against uh, Darren Edmondson's men, as it is now. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? He's, he's, he's a bit mm. of a drop down in terms of level of coaching before. But he, he might be the kind of person who can help sort of turn them around because they've had a, a, a tough few years haven't they he's he's actually also involved with this there's a sporting campus on the yes, old newton rig you're right yeah uh so he, he might has been whispered again which he was players, at so that you know there might there might be a bit of a link up uh who knows we'll see yeah but, but no, no it was a nice evening i mean i, I actually left with about 15 minutes to go because i had the lad with us and yeah he was shattered after being at school and that but uh no, a nice little run out. Yeah, all, all, all good to see, all good to see. Right, we're going to take a quick break. We're doing this delivery because we want to play you a new uh, little bit for the uh, halftime break uh, yeah. jingle. Um, and we'll be back then, Sean, to talk about the Kendall game, uh, a few transfer rumours. Um, we'll talk in terms of a sort of few League 2 transfers that have gone through recently, and then we'll obviously have the X-Files section. So we'll be back in just a second. Hi, it's Morgan Feeney, and you listen to the Brunt and Bugle. There you go, Big Feeney. Morgan. Feeney. Big Morgan. The most brutal sounding man you'll ever hear in your life. Um, <laughs> he's, he's proper scouser. <laughs> let's, let's say it, put it that way. Um, yeah, so we're back for the second half of the show. Just a reminder, obviously, as usual, you can uh, find us on social media at Brunton Bugle on both Twitter and Instagram. They've been very quiet of late, but my intention is once I'm back from a honeymoon, we're going to start ramping up the stuff we put in there, basically. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Just search for the Brunton Bugle and click like. Um, if you want to drop us an email, you can do uh, Bugle at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and obviously, if you if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast on all good podcast apps, you know, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, Google Spo- Podcasts, sorry, Spotify, and if you can review us on any of those apps, please do as well. Five star reviews always welcomed. Um, but yeah, so we've got some, got some exciting stuff coming up. We'll talk about that towards the end of the show as well. And here, no falsified listening viewers and triggers around here. Oh no, no, we're, we're, we're honest with them. You know, we're, we're, you know, it's not, they're not huge figures. They're not like you know. Blow, wow, you know, you blow your mind into that. We're very happy with the amount of listens we've got. We've got a fair, fair good chunk of you out there are tuning in. And if, if you know any other Carlisle United fans, please tell them about the show and tell them to give us a listen. And um, and if, if they want to give us any feedback, we're always welcome. If you think we're shy, just tell us. We will make changes. We'll try and make it better. Um, right, let's talk about the Kendall game then, Dan. Obviously, neither of us were hit there. Um, have you watched the goals that they've put on YouTube yet? Um, I've club? watched some of them. Yes. Um, well, let's talk about it anyway. Um, I've had a busy morning. I went and got two tyres on the front of my car. So, <laughs> what, a, what a day! Eh? Rock and roll, eh? Yeah, living the high life. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, let's, let's look at this. I'm looking at the teams here, basically, that play in that game. So, obviously, the first half they started with Holy and goal. I'm guessing it was a back three of. Um, I'm trying to work it out oh, who the defender would be. Um, Barkley, I'm guessing, would be the right side of the, the back three. Um, Morgan Feeney and John Mellish. Uh, your wing backs. 
I'm guessing Dickinson would be would be one, possibly um maybe Gibson as the other. It's, it's quite hard to tell actually. Um but then in midfield you've got uh Hilton, Ryan Carr, and um who else would be in there? Because try hard to work this out. Moxon in one as well, sorry. And up front, uh Show Silver and Dennis. And obviously Went into the half-time break. Was it 4-0 up, I think it was, in the end? Or was it 5-0? I can't remember, to be honest. I'm trying to get the... 5 up. 5-0, sorry, I do apologise. I'm trying yeah. to get the club report up. <laughs> it's not loaded for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those ones. Normally, Kendall, he's bought 4 or 5 now, isn't it? But the standard there has probably dropped in recent seasons. They've had a, quite a few issues off the pitch, I think it's fair to say. Um, but yeah, looking for it, obviously, the goals in the first half. Show Silver opened up the scoring, picking up a rebound from a... A corner, I think it was maybe um, Dennis got on the end of a, a cross. Um, then your, your second goal was uh, Dennis, actually got the second goal himself. Um, his first goal, I mean, that's what, three goals in two preseason games, going really well yeah. for him. Silver, a couple as well now. So he's um, he scored, um, basically it was a quick fighting, wasn't it? Your first goal was six, and then you scored goals on 22. 26, 28, and 32. Basically, we pulverise them over a 10-minute period, didn't we? So, Hilton got his first goals as well. Two smart finishes mm-hmm. by looks of things. Uh, Show Silver slid in for his second as well. That was five and a half times. Second half, Bellardo got on the score sheet again, didn't he? So, uh, he's having a pretty decent pre-season. Interesting to see I, how I think, I think he was one that we, we highlighted after watching a couple of the youth team games last season, wasn't this, he? This is the thing, isn't it, with, with a young lad like that. I think he scored something like, did I say something like, 30-odd goals last season, maybe mm. 20, I can't remember, 20 or 30 goals a season. Any striker that does that in the first year as a youth player is always likely to get a professional contract if they, they keep it up, basically. So I think it's a matter of time before he gets a pro deal, probably, if he keeps it up. Um, and then uh, a nice goal flurry from Jamie Devitt. He played the second half, of course. Um, so yeah, second half team was not, not too dissimilar. There was a few changes, wasn't there? So, Holy stayed in nets, but Jack Armour comes in to play left wing back. Uh, Guy Edmondson, uh, Whelan, Devitt, Ellis, Bell, Killsby, and Bellardo all came in to play second half. Gab Breeze also came on for Thomas Holy at some point. Um, and Kai Nugent came on for Dennis at the Dennis, same time. Yes, correctly, yeah. So, uh, of the team that started the first half, I think. They were the only two left, I think, Holy yeah, and Dennis, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Good, good to see Dennis getting a good 60 minutes because one issue we had with him last season, we, he also had to build his fitness up, didn't he? And actually watching the goals back, he looks in good shape, actually, doesn't he? He looks like he's you know, he maybe worked on that fitness and then we know Simmer's made a big deal of that, hasn't he? The, the fitness levels have got to be really good this season. I've seen one or two people suggest that maybe we should move Christian Dennis on and I said it when we signed him and I'm saying him now. I think he's going to turn out to be a really key player for us. Yeah. I put it this way. I really like looking at Edmondson so far. He looks like a really good signing. But I wouldn't be surprised if Dennis scored more goals than him next season, if he gets a good run. He looks like a real snibber and someone who can get goals. I think Edmondson's more of a, a target man who's going to really provide for someone like Dennis potentially. And then like, I, like I said, when he signed, he's the most Ian Stevens-esque signing we've had in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I think he looks really sharp from what I've seen in preseason. Um, well, in terms of what we're talking about from this game, let's get on to the first point. Jamie Devitt scored a hat trick. If he plays against Workington and has no problems injury wise, he's getting a deal, surely, isn't he? You would think so, wouldn't you? Uh, he's still here. He didn't he didn't feature against Penrith because. A slight niggle, so he made him more than made up for it last night. Yeah, that's the thing. The thing that a lot of people panic is that oh, he's probably not going to get. Deal. There's no point in risking him if he's got a slight knock. If it's nothing yeah, major, yeah, yeah. we know yeah. what he can do. We just want to see yeah. him 
play a few games, don't we? I think what a lot of people are forgetting as well, next season you can use five from seven on the bench. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be more chances for Fork. On the flip side, there's going to be more tweaks and injuries. Yeah. And at, could Jamie Devitt play 46 games, 90 minutes? No. Probably not. Uh, Hilton will be ahead of him, I would say. Yeah. But not a bad... Paul Simpson's talked a lot about starters and finishers, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. You know how he wants he wants to have <coughs> strength on the bench. Jamie Devitt won't be a bad option from the bench, will he? You almost wonder if you, yeah, as well, when you look at, if you go to a game like, let's say, Stockport away, you might look and think, right, I'm going to start Devitt in this game. Cause he's and then somebody bring Hilton on on the hour type thing. Yeah, yeah. He, can, he can control this game yeah. and then yeah. we can release and the, the plays later on. Hilton's a young lad. He's going to get the odd knock, you know. Yeah. It's his first full, be first full season, yeah. isn't it? It's a yeah. pro. I mean, you mentioned that sub point before we go a bit more about Devitt. Do, do you think that's going to make a big difference as to how Simo's recruiting in the summer? Because it, I think I think it probably make a difference to most managers, right? Because surely you're going to look and think to yourself, I can actually get a little bit more quality than I normally would. Because normally you've got to be balanced, haven't you? You think to yourself, I can't have too many good players mm. because you're going to have a two or three of them sat on the bench, naffed off, and they're not getting game time with yeah. the five subs. I can give them a bit more game time. Do you think that changes yeah. the mindset slightly? Possibly, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how managers adapt to it because uh, you can still only use them in three goes. You know, yeah. and I think you get half time and then three goes, don't you? So there's four I, chances. I feel like you might get more subs at half time than you used to. I mean, that's one thing you're going to see. I think. I think you're see it'd be interesting to watch over the first few weeks, won't it? Yeah, definitely. Because we've had it during the the pandemic, but that was different. You were cramming games. Really, I, so it's hard I, I, I think regarding half time, that'll be more tactical because yeah. you'd be able to make a couple at half time, knowing you've still got three later on. Yeah, it's a really, really good point, mm. actually. So, mm. so yeah, I'd be interested. Anyway, potentially, it is a good chance for your your Ellis's and your Bells and your Killsby's and and whatnot for them. It's a chance for them to look and go. All right, actually, maybe I can actually do something here. I mean, it sounds like. <sighs> I think we sort of touched on Devin there. We basically we covered him off and said that he's going to get a deal if he plays against Workington. We reckon we we surprised yeah. if he doesn't get a year deal or something like that. Lewis Bell, just a quick one on him. It sounds like Simmer's going to try and potentially play him as a wing back, possibly maybe an option there to to, to give us a bit more cover because obviously yeah. we know he played there against uh, Sheffield United in the League Cup and he did okay, but he obviously came through as a winger and we know players change as they find their feet as a pro. Did he play against? I can't. Remember, he played against Penrith, didn't he? How, how how do you think he did? Uh, again, it's hard to say. Yeah. You know, it's they all only got forty five minutes, and nobody had a stinker. Put it like that. Yeah, you know, and it was. I, f- I think from Workington onwards is when we can really start judging players. Yeah. Obviously. We've got a uh, behind closed doors against Morton next week as well, apparently. Yeah. So when they're away up in Scotland for a few days, so I think, especially once you get to Bolton, mm-hmm. that's when it will be getting a lot more settled. So I, I wouldn't like to criticise anyone at the moment or no. pick on them, or you know, no, no, that's fair enough. Um, so yeah, in terms of in terms of the players that come in um, and how they did against in these games, so. Ryan Edmondson, obviously we're quite excited about how he did. And obviously, you know, you know, like you said, it's hard to judge in these first few games, but you get a feeling he really is going to be the talisman this season. He's the one that Simo is going to at least build around as the starter. It's like you said, Dennis, Dennis might end up being one of these players actually for a bit who comes off the bench and lay on in games to take chances. 
how how big do you think Edmondson's going to be as a signing? I think the potential is massive. Uh, it's up to him to take the chance. Yeah, is uh, he obviously likes working with Paul Simpson? He, he made a lot about that in his interview. Yeah, uh, he's he's settled. He should be settled as well. He's not just on loan. He's not at another club for a bit and then going back. He's he's here for two years, and he knows if he kicks on, you know, he could end up doing like what George Tanner did and moving to the Championship. Yeah, and we we wouldn't get in the way of that. You know, with a club that won't, you know. He comes in and scores, I don't know, 15 goals this season, makes another 10 and gets rave reviews. We'll happily sell him for half a million, you know? Yeah, definitely. You'd be more than happy to do that. Um, so, yeah, I feel like he's going to be a big one. Um, Defence-wise, do you think he maybe needs to get another couple more in, possibly? I mean, I feel like a left wing-back we're actually sorting, a left-back, because we've got Armour... Um, Dickinson and Charters that can all play there. Wright seems to be the concern though, because at the moment, obviously, with Senior being out injured, you've actually only got Ellis, who probably prefers to be a centre back, although I imagine he's going to be trying to the right wing back for now, or right back. And it sounds like Lewis Bell's the only one's going to play there at the moment. So, Corey Whelan? Based on what I saw in him play there last season, I think I'd rather not. Um, I think I'd rather he was an option at centre back. Um, it, it, think... it, it does sound like he wants to get more defenders in, doesn't it? The squad numbers tells a story. Six is still there. Six yeah. is a proper centre back's number, isn't it? Yeah, I imagine there's definitely you know, going to be a centre back coming in. Yeah, I, I, I think we're waiting for an experienced one. Uh, be interesting to see who it is. Yeah, uh, I think we'll start seeing a bit more movement from some clubs in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, could you could you see any more coming out going out from us? Uh, not really. Uh, a couple of loans, I would say, for the younger ones. We've actually got at the moment. If we were strictly four four two, I know we're not. Yeah. We've actually got. Uh, I'm just counting up eight, eleven, fourteen. We've got twenty five players in our squad, including yeah. injured players. So, you know, we've. I look at it, and I can only see loans going out. Yeah. Okay. You know. It's, you not think of it the way I'm looking at it is if you bring in another centre back, you then got new centre back, Feeney, Barkley, Mellish, and Whelan. You can <sighs> play there. Is is Corey Whelan, the possibly? one that stands out, maybe you think he's, he's possibly the back? one most at risk of not playing as much. Yeah. I've... But again, if if we play a flat back if we play a flat back four, he'd probably be more comfortable as a right back than he would as a right wing back. Possibly, you know. Mm, I, I can't. I, I have a feeling we're going to play three at the back from, yeah, from the start it, of the season, at the very least. Mm. But it's, it's it's a hard one to judge, isn't it? Um, I think it might be a minor thing to point out, but captain wise, it's Morgan Feeney's been captain for games. Callum Guy as well. He hasn't hasn't decided yet. Simo, what, what what would you do in this situation in terms of how would you handle it? Obviously, we had this issue. Guy, guy is captain. Yeah, and you know. You think so when you play football manager, they don't like it when they take the band off. Well, we saw with, with Aaron Hayden not getting the captain's arm, but that, yeah. and, he, and he left with him a month or so. so. I, I would probably stick with Guy and make Feeney vice captain. Yeah, I mean, that's the sensible choice, isn't it? Let, let's be honest, they're both sort of leaders on the pitch anyway, so. 
Yeah, you've got a few it's, out there, haven't you? I think you've, yeah. someone like Dennis can be a leader as well, I think. And, yeah. And we've seen John I think, Mellish I think step- Hawley will be out. I was stood behind Hawley for a bit of the first half at Penrith, and he's he's he's, he's vocal. You know, he's, he's not over the top, but... He's a big you know, he's organised. Oh, he's massive. Like, I, 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 I mean, still, I, I still want to see... I, I was, I was stood on. beside my mate, who's six foot four, for, for, for a few minutes having a catch-up. And I've always considered him to be tall. And then at half time, Holy came and got like his juice or something out of the goal. And my mate who's six foot four was like, Christ, he's tall. I still want to see the photo of him next to Sonny Hilton because I haven't had oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, there, there, there was that, that, that one I, I screenshotted, wasn't it? As I'm yeah. walking past Paul Simpson in the field. <laughs> it looks like his photo came up about his, his sort of navel or something. Yeah. That, you know, it was That's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I think we've done as much as we can on those two games because we didn't go to the, the Kendall games yeah, it's tough on yeah. say anymore. But but yeah, it's, it's good good workout in terms of fitness basically, and that's the key thing for those ones, isn't it? So so there you go. Let, let's have a little quick chat then before we do the X Files section, Dan. Um, so yeah, Dan, let's 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 move on then. Let's let's talk a little about some of the uh, League Two transfers. This summer, some of the big ones that have come in so far. Well, obviously, we're going to do a full preview section anyway. We're going to go through a few because we've got the the excellent D three D four football website up. I'm going to go through them. Um, First up, we, we talked about it before we came on air. Uh, AFC Wimbledon, not brought many in. They've only brought two in. But two big signings, aren't they? Alex P- Pierce and Chris Gunter. I know Gunter's mm-hmm. dropping down a bit now. He's getting a bit older. But you know, Welsh international and a very experienced centre-back in Pierce. You imagine they're potentially going to be a team that does quite well this season. I know they've been on a terrible run, but they're two big ones, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're using their location, you know, Pierce from Millwall, Gunter from Charlton. You know, which you can't blame them. They've got the new stadium now settled in. You know, it'll be an appealing signing for those sort of players. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about anyone from Barrow because we 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 talked through a few of those already. To be yeah. honest, and there's nothing really that makes me go wow that they're big signings for them. Quite a lot of movement at Bradford, isn't there? They've had a few players going out. I mean, Callum mm. Cook has just signed for Hartlepool, fair enough, actually. He's just left them. Uh, Paddy O'Connor as well. He's a, and, and Charles Vernon, you know, both good players. Elliot Watt. Elliot Watt going to Salford. That's yeah. a very unusual sideways move, that, isn't mm. it? It's, for, like, we've said this before. We think he'd do better at League One level, don't we? Because it's, you know, maybe yeah. it wouldn't get roughed up but, as much. But There's two stand out on the incomings there. Uh, Richie Smallwood from Hull. Yeah. That's a big signing. Yeah, that's yeah. a big signing because he played nearly every game for the last season yeah, in the championship. Yeah. And Harry Chapman, who was yeah. whispered about for us. Yeah, interesting that he's gone there. So it's so yeah, that, that that's, that's a movement for them. I mean, I can't doubt for you some of the others. I mean, Colchester United signed uh, Alex Newby, someone that we said Newby, we, we yeah, wouldn't that's mind seeing. Interesting him. one. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a move, that, isn't it? To get someone who's mm. been based in the northwest most of his career. To make the move all the way down to Essex, he must be getting a decent package there. You'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's quite a move for him. I mean, and what, one one that stands out now. We're moving on to Crawley. Oh, Dom I mean, Talford. I, I've just got this horrible feeling it's going to come crashing down at Crawley in the nicest well, way possible. It doesn't. There was a couple of folk on the forum made the comment that prior to last season he hadn't actually done that much. No, it's a risky and one, isn't it? He had a Mellish-esque run, didn't he? Yeah. And then he had a run where he didn't score many, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you can't blame him. I mean, Crawley have got their new crypto owners. They'll be throwing a bit of money about. He's he's been offered three years, probably on two and a half grand a week. Of course, he's going to say. Yeah, well, that, that, so, the rumor I've heard is it's it's more than two and a half grand a week. Well, yeah, so yeah. 
if, if that crypto money goes bust, then they will yeah. be in trouble. Dion Conroy as well, they signed from Swindon. That's another mm. fairly big signing. So, so yeah, it's a good move for that. Uh, someone obviously will be mentioning shortly in the, uh, or two players actually will be mentioned shortly, signing for crew in the X-Files section. More on that soon. Um, no massive ones for them, I don't think it's fair. So nothing that really excites you. Um, George Miller signing for Doncaster is an interesting mm. one. And, and, and Lee Molyneux. Biggins from Fleetwood. And little yeah. Lee Molyneux as well. That's yeah, so three decent signings. Three decent, the only three signings they made so far, but three mm. decent ones all the same. You know, that interesting ones for them. Um, nothing really stands out for me at Gillingham. <laughs> looking Gill- there. I'm just looking. Gillingham, uh, Grimsby, nothing really stands out. No, I don't, I don't, oh, it's kind of... It's, it's one of those ones that you think is going to be quite good. Well, uh, he just, yeah, he just seems to move about a lot there, doesn't he? Had a get, had a get a leading on Huddersfield massively for you on loan. <laughs> they've, they've, they've signed a lot, haven't they? Yeah. Joe Matic, pretty decent signing for them, maybe, yeah. you'd say. I'll, I'll t- I'm just scrolling down as we're talking. Hartlepool, obviously, they've got uh, Figgy in as manager. You can tell he's Scottish. <laughs> they've only got one Scottish players. They've only got one player who's not from a Scottish club, Kyle Levering. Yeah, yeah. And guess where he's from originally? <laughs> he must be Scottish. Yeah, got to yeah. be Scottish, doesn't he? A name yeah. like that. So yeah, they've they've like you said, they've leaned heavily on. Scottish. could be a good signing. Yeah, it's one of those ones where you look at it and you think to yourself, it's a risk doing that, isn't it? We've seen before clubs where just come in and sign yeah. a lot of players in one league, and it never quite works out. Um, George Moncur going to um, Orient. That feels mm. like a big signing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Did not, not expect that one, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, Mansfield are very quiet, aren't they? They are, which makes you suspicious. I mean, they've kept, to be fair, I think they've kept, yeah. you look, they've only released three players. Yeah. So yeah. they're pretty much sticking with the squad. Got. I think they'll probably have a few loan signings coming and that's where their difference will come. Our, um, our old friend, Fernandez Anzala at Newport. Along with Omar Bogle as well, he's gone there too. Mm. Um, he is one that stands out at Northampton, Danny Hilton. Yes, Danny Hilton and Ben Fox are the two for me. They made yeah, some really yeah. good stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if they kicked on again this season, really. So, yeah. um, interesting Lee Burge signed for them. He was someone I, I heard was linked with us that we were discussing. So, Rochdale uh, have signed very Rochdale signings. Yes. Does that make sense? Very sort of solid. Yeah. Decent enough players. I mean, six, seven out of teners. Yeah, Ebang Slendel from Shrewsbury. Yeah. Yeah, not too sure about it. We've already um, touched on uh, Elliot Watts at Salford, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, other than that, they signed Callum Hendry from St Johnston and Stevenage else. have been busy. Yes, well, obviously, Mister Evans being in there, he's always going to be mm. busy. He's not going to mess around, is he? Usually, so I mean, Dan Boss Sweeney, Wick. Dan Sweeney, Boss from Wick, Forest, Rose, yeah. Sweeney, yeah, some, yeah. So yeah, they yeah. they could be one to be reckoned with this season potentially. Stockport are just taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, just come on, Kyle Wooten from North County scored yeah. loads for them this season, and they signed a couple from Torquay and York. I'm, I'm guessing they're going to know how good they are. Fraser Horsfall, Callum Camps, and a keeper on loan from Liverpool as well. Yeah, that's mm. like I said, they've been. They, they clearly know what they're doing, don't they? they Sutton have signed former trialist Kwame Thomas, so that's, yeah, that's enough about I them. I have a feeling Sutton might struggle a bit this Sutton season. Sutton could struggle, yeah. Obviously, they've lost Bennett going back to Barrow. Um, mm. Ajibowie going to, he was a very good player for them, gone to Peterborough. I just have this feeling they might have found it a bit tough. It doesn't actually mention that. They've also lost um, another former player of ours who will be mentioned in the... Uh, X-Files section as well, the goalkeeper. So, yeah, interesting one, that one. Um, Swindon. Hmm. 
Yeah. Reese Devine from Man United sort of sticks out. He, did, he didn't really shine for me when we played against Walsall, yeah. to be honest. I wasn't that impressed with him. I'd, I'd look at their sides and I'm like, eh. I don't really yeah. know enough about a lot of them. So it's a tough one to judge. Tranmere been busy-ish as well. They've got a few in. Mm. Jo- John Nolan from Bristol Row is a decent player. Paul Lewis returning from Northampton. They're not messed up with that Walsall one. have been mega busy. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve in. Yeah. Not, not messing about there. Obviously, we've done, yeah. there's someone there that used to play for us in their squad as well. Yeah. Um, there's two. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, yes. Yeah. Fair point. But, um, but yeah, in, 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 interesting work across the, the division. Other than Stockport, I think it may be Northampton. There's none that make you go, wow, they made some you know, big signings. Mm. Really. You're just a bit, mm, yeah. Yeah, obviously, we'll, uh, when we do the season preview, we'll, uh, we'll sort of pick a key player for each of these teams and it could be a signing. It could be someone already there. You yeah, know, but... could well be. Yes. Yeah. Right, let's get on to the X-Files section then. Dan, uh, plenty to fit in this week. Yeah, a few bits and pieces this week. Uh, from last season's squad, Rod McDonald has joined crew, where he'll be back with Calvin Meller. Uh, on to Wrexham, Mark Howard signed for Wrexham on a one-year deal, so he'll get a good wage there. Uh, speaking of Wrexham, Sean Brisley's left them. Uh, Dean Buzanis has gone from Sutton to Reading. Lucas Jensen, hallelujah, season-long loan at Accrington Stanley. Uh, Kwame Thomas, a former trialist, has signed for Sutton. Must be the Richie Bennett replacement. Uh, Charlie Birch has went to Workington Reds. Lewis Gray, the goalie, has went to Nantwich Town. And then uh, a couple of bigger ones. James Chester has joined Derby. That's a good signing for them. And Callum O'Hare has been the subject of two bids from Burnley, but uh, Coventry are playing hardball at the moment. And one we haven't mentioned, we should probably have done this in the news, uh, Liam McCadden uh, has gone to Stoke. Uh, there may be a small sell-on, I don't think it'll be much, but there you go. And one piece of managerial news, uh, thanks to Kyle for sending me this one, former goalkeeper Anthony Williams is now in as the manager at Welsh side Aberystwyth Town. So there you go, that's uh, this week's Blues. I think in a couple of weeks' time it'll be a bit more. Uh, moves starting to happen, etc. Okay, Dan, thanks for covering all those bits. <laughs> Loads to fit in on the Excel section, and I suspect it'll be another really busy one when I get back from my honeymoon in a couple of weeks' time uh, for the next episode. I suspect there'll be players Sorry, going I'm all over the shop. Up. I'll make a note while you're sunning yourself in the <laughs> Italian sun. Oh, I certainly will be with my Aperol spritz sat by the pool. I'll be uh, enjoying it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those ones that I had when I was drunk the other night. And I was like, yeah, let's get one. And you're like, God, it's so bitter. You don't realise how bitter it is until you actually start having it. But there you go. So yeah, there you go. So uh, as we were saying before, um, next episode is going to be uh, before the um, Morecambe game is the aim for that one. Hopefully we'll get it. Just, it might just be a mini one wrapping up how things have gone in the recent preseason games and any other signings that have come in at that point. Um, we'll then be doing the uh, season preview. We're probably going to split that into two episodes. Uh, and we're hoping to have a very special guest on one of those episodes. We're just trying to get a few things sorted, but I think you'll all be very impressed if we do manage to get it done. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll, I'll pop a poll out on the Twitter. Do you want it in two parts, or do you just want it as a mega one that you can dip in and out of type thing? It, it, it's whether, the, obviously, the guest that we're going to have on to do an interview yeah. with, we might have to do that as a separate episode. But we, yeah, if, yeah. if we do... Basically, we'll work out some way of doing it, but they'll, yeah, it should, yeah. should be good stuff. And then, obviously, we'll have the... Uh, the episode for the uh, opening game as well against Crawley. Mm. God, it's coming thick and fast, isn't it? There's only one month yeah. to go. In fact, 
Yeah, it'll be three weeks on on Saturday, isn't it? Till the first game of the yeah, season. Yeah. God, this preseason's gone already. <laughs> so much already, hasn't it? There you go. Yeah. Um, Dan, thanks very much for joining me for this week's episode. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Um, we will be back in a couple of weeks uh, with a bit more of the news from the preseason. But until then, uh, have a good summer and up the blues. Up the blues.